Welcome to the RPG Design Panelcast, presenting the very best recorded panels and seminars related to game design and publishing. These panels have been made possible thanks to Double Exposure and their game design convention Metatopia at Metatopia Online 2020. These panels have also been made possible thanks to the kind contributions of the panel speakers and moderators at this event. Now, let's get to it. Episode 292, Fulfillment to Latin America. Presented by Alistair Guzman and Sergio Ake. There's a little button, there's like, um, oh, I tried to get a Twitch and went to Zoom. Um, All right, you guys are, actually, you guys are live on Twitch. Oh, awesome. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Alistair and Sergio, the show's yours. So, hi, I'm Alistair Guzman, and this is my co-founder, Sergio. Hi, so, I'm Sergio Aki. So, mainly the point of this talk is because one thing that we have noticed with a lot of Kickstarters is that they do not include Latin America for their fulfillment, or they simply put us as rest of the world, which increases the price very, very much for the people living here. So for most pro game projects, where you're simply not considered for the bigger game community. Like the United States and everything, all game companies say is Europe, United States, and below the southern part of the United States, we do not count. Now, why does this happen? Uh, I mean, I have been back in Kickstarters for a long time now, and while many of us can back the PDF, well, if you're back in like books or physical games, you will, you also want like the big box and the content, the miniatures and everything. Now, why is this uh, extreme price increase? I call it extreme because, for example, you can order a game and it says shipping in the US 20, uh, I don't know, 10 to $20 and shipping to Mexico or to Latin America 60 or $70. It can be nearly twice or double as much as the actual cost of the game. This has actually happened like twice to me. Now, why does this happen? The reason is that for many fulfillment companies, uh, call it Camerati, uh, Pacandil, uh, Black, no, Black Box, no. Uh, most of them consider Latin America as rest of the world and they try to fulfill it from their rest of the world fulfillment centers, which are in Europe. I actually had a recent package, the Hirtos Lay game. Uh, that package arrived from China to the United States, flew from the United States to Switzerland, then to Germany to the fulfillment center, then back to Switzerland, back to the United States, and then it finally flew back to Mexico. That package has flew this year way more than I have flying in this year. So what does this mean? One is a higher cost for the companies. Like if you're a creator and you try to include Latin America for your, uh, for your Kickstarter fulfillment, you are simply not getting, you're not going to be able to fulfill to us because it's just like, yeah, I'm not going to pay $50 for a $30 game, for example. So how can you solve this problem for your Kickstarter? There have been like some companies that have managed to solve this issue and it's actually very simple. Uh, for example, uh, Sandy Peterson Games, the makers of Cthulhu Wars, uh, we can all agree that Cthulhu Wars is not a small game. 
like it's a very big box, nearly 15 kilos. I don't know how much that is, that is in pounds. Near 30 pounds, I think. So it's not like an easy game. But still, the shipping to Mexico was only 10 more dollars than the United States. Same with Hyperspace and with other games. The reason for this is that uh, tax-wise, you don't have to pay taxes to send games from the United States to Mexico. Yeah. There's like a lot of international treaties ar around the two countries. And the second is if you uh, start shipping from the United States, it's similar to how you ship to Canada, to Latin America, you can actually down you can downgrade a lot of these costs. That's like the main option in case you want to actually include your games and you do the fulfilling yourself. Now, what are the next options? Uh, some options that are starting to take some game companies, not just for Latin America, for like in general East Asia, New Zealand, and all the rest of the world, is including the print-on-demand codes from DriveThruRPG. DriveThruRPG has like several different printing options if you are you download your game from there. So you're a creator, you can just give the print-on-demand codes to the backers in these countries. You can have a special tire. Uh, games that has done this is Bringwood recently, This Resource Lesbians, um, Great American Novel, and similar games have like this international tire where you just get your print-on-demand code. This is very convenient for people in these regions. Mainly because, um, for example, me and a lot of my friends, we don't order for, for each game, we don't order. So we kind of accumulate all the print-on-demand codes. So you have like, I don't know, like six or eight codes, and then you may like one or twice order per year. So I make my orders in February and the other orders in September. And I just like compile all the print-on-demand codes. And yes, shipping is still like around 100 and something. But this 100 and something divided by eight books or nine books. So at the end of the day, you are still up, you're still approaching to these regions and they can still get your games without breaking the bank for you. Now, the third option that is, it can be done depending on how many backers you have from the region is subsidizing part of the shipping a company that does this is Awakened Realms. Uh, Awakened Realms, since they have to pay the VAT for Europe, if you do not live in Europe or outside the United States, they actually use the VAT difference to subside your shipping. So you can actually get uh, lower shipping. I personally do not recommend this for smaller creators because it can break the bank completely. Like it's not the same having to, you know, to subsidize like $5 per for a thousand orders if you have the money than if you don't. So those are like the three main options in case you want to include Latin America. Now, some of the questions that are also included is, uh, do Latin American people actually do buy games? Uh, the answer is yes. I think Sergio can extend on this a little more. Yeah, uh, well, can Latin American people buy games? Yes, yes, we can. And that's a really point that has come in many points about the well, Do we buy games? Yes. Uh, the point, the main issue we have with buying games is that well, salaries are the money we earn. 
is not that much. Uh, for example, in Mexico, uh, the, or in a month, uh, uh, the average the, the average wage is around two hundred USD. Yeah, uh, four hundred to five hundred. No, uh, I made the count. It's uh, for this year is two hundred seventy seven dollars for per month. And sometimes, uh, how you say, thousand, a hundred dollar, a hundred dollar shipping, it's half that salary. We can't afford that. <laughs> that, that kind of thing. That's why we don't buy. But that's if we like a game, we are going to try it and find a way to to get a game. Uh, so one, the point that you can do it. So maybe lower that that barrier that it's not really that we can make yeah, money. Well, any, like uh, sorry for interrupting you. Like many Kickstarters, for example, Sig uh, from Jason Pietro recently had the uh, community copies. Uh, community copies can help because a lot of the people in the region want to play the games, and maybe they can't afford it right now, but they can tell their friends that can afford it to get the game. So, like different options for community copies can also be used for the to include the region. And one well, question I have seen a lot uh, that people have been asking me about this is if the language matters. The answer is yes and no. Uh, most of us have learned English in well, little in our first years of school. Uh, in most countries, it's obligatory to learn English. So, if not, and there are some people that. There are some. There are some that will want, will like the game in Spanish, but for most of us, in English is okay. We just want the option to buy it. Exactly. Like, there's like options to get in. I mean, it's, for board games, it's a little bit easier because yeah, it's easier to translate a rulebook. And there's actually like a very active. Uh, we translate your board game, uh, your board game rulebook for free community on Board Game Geek and on different Facebook groups. As if, if you want, you can showcase like, yes, this is our rulebook. Please, if you want to translate it, people will do it for free. So that's not a big problem for board games, especially when they do not rely a lot of written components. And for, for RPGs, RPGs. For, for RPGs, it can be a little, a little different. But in general, like people are constantly looking for the options. There are some local companies that, that try to do translations of the different games. One of the issues, this is like a more local issue in Latin America regarding with the translations, is that most of the translations are done in Spain. And like, just say like this, Spanish from Spain is very different from Latin American Spanish. Just like the UK English is different from the, from the US English. Um, probably a lot more different than those two relationships. <laughs> But I mean, there are companies that do that, and there are many companies trying to actively seek new creators or indie indie space creators to translate their games. I know there's a company in Brazil that is actively seeking uh, to translate uh, new games to Portuguese, and there are some in Spain and some smaller in Mexico that are trying to translate the games. That could work for many of the creators because, at the end of the day, you just like have like a licensing fee. It's normally around five to I think fifty percent, depending. So with that licensing fee, you can. It's good for the creator and it's good for the community down here. Now, some issues that uh, that also prevent people from trying to include Latin America in their fulfillment. 
Shipping. Besides the shipping, yeah. If you're going to ship and this is more uh, probably you want to try to fulfill it yourself, try not to ship using the local post. This is going to sound very bad, yeah. The local post office systems. Why? Because I am shooting my foot my own foot here. They're awful. Like unlike the USPS in the United States, like most of the local mailing system is very bad. And as a package is tracked is very hard to actually get your package. I mean, I have had lost packages arrive six or eight months later, if they arrive. Yeah, uh, the great the great analogy we have here in Mexico is that the, the Mexican post service is like a wormhole. It enters, you don't know where it's going to end, but it, it will appear, if it appears. And I know this is also an issue with Brazil, in some parts of Brazil. So my main advice is that while we are not willing as Latin Americans to pay like the cost of the game in shipping. We are very much open to paying a little more than usual. For example, if it turns out that shipping through USPS costs around, for say, let's say a number, $10, we are open to pay up to 15 or 20 if it's a track, if it is a track service. Uh, call it FedEx, call it UPS, DHL. They actually do ship to Mexico and they even handle the taxes in case the game needs to pay some kind of taxes. And yeah, it arrives safely and we can track it during the full process. The game and I even cost, the tracking is the only way we have to actually go to the post office and say, hey, where's my package? It's something that's vital to us to, to have a way to ask for a process. Yes, that's, yeah, that's one of our main points that we already so I mean, like I think, like making in conclusion, there's like three main options. In case for RPGs, it's print on demand. Just give us print on demand codes from drive through RPG. If you're going to do fulfillment, talk to your fulfillment company to try to do the shipping from the United States. This is something that even us we are doing for one of our games from Wildlife. We are shipping to Mexico from the United States. This helps us lower the cost a lot for us. And the direction you can also subsidize a little. I personally, as I mentioned, I do not recommend this. And the other option is if you have a community copies available, you can use the community copies and for most of us, it will just like invert the cost. Like we are paying the cost of the book in shipping, but we're getting the cost of shipping as the community copy. I think those are like the three main options. In general, it's not hard to, it's not that hard to include Latin America in your fulfillment. And you have like the extra advantage that you're open like a full new market that will be interested in your games. Uh, that's actually something that uh, has happened. If a company offers a, a cheap, uh, well, a viable option of shipping for Latin America, Latin America will support that company. Uh, this happened to me with uh, Japanese games. I found that one of their started had like a really good shipping equal uh, like ten dollars and I have I want to support every game from now on. Yeah I mean that also has happened even with bigger companies for example Cthulhu Wars as I mentioned is a very expensive game. But since the shipping to Mexico well, at least to Mexico was very cheap. I know a lot of my friends that have it and in the board game in the board game groups there's like a lot of people having Cthulhu Wars and showcasing the pictures and everything. And it's very uncommon to see that from other company, from other companies. 
like the, the only other big company that I have seen that has that kind of penetration is Awaken Realms, and for the same reason, since they offer somewhat cheap, cheap uh, shipping to Mexico, a lot of people are trying to are actively buying their games. And I think that's, yeah, I calculated this for 20 minutes. So in case anyone has any questions, I don't uh, we are more than happy to answer them. So far, they seem completely transfixed by what you've had to say, and I've not gotten any questions. So you guys can keep going. Oh. Oh, um, Did you say you calculated uh, for 20 minutes or 50 minutes? Uh, 20, yeah, around 50 to 20 minutes. So yeah, right about that was the time I cool. estimated. So you were allocated for an hour, so. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so no, no, I don't know why I had the idea of it was like half an hour, so I estimated 15 to 20 of the talk and 10 for questions. Oh, we also like ah, mm -hmm. put a little work of idea. time for in, in case of connection issues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we actually have like two questions. Okay, more detail about the community copy idea. So for this, um, for example, six, the city of late. Okay, I see three questions and I'm going to try to answer them in order. The yeah, first one about I'll, the community copy ideas. Yep, and then I'll read the others off. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you go into some more detail of the community copy idea. So for example, six city of late that was very recently in Kickstarter. Uh, I don't know if it has already ended. I think it has already ended. They were offering like two options for community copies, like the community copies for the PDF, which is like the normal community copy, just a, a lot cheaper than the normal one, and the physical community copy. In the case of the physical community copy, what Jason did was he was just like offering the game at, at cost of production. So, for example, if you are selling the physical PDF at around $40, the cost of production then goes to, I don't know, let's just say 12 to 50. I still have to pay like around 30 to 40 bucks for shipping, but now like the price is in, like the cost is inverted for me as a customer. Like I know I'm still paying like full price for the game, but only that that money is going to go to the, to the shipping in this part. And from the creator, I just get like the full physical copy. I don't know if that answers the question. It's basically just like offering a special tire that you can, so that it doesn't cost you. You can put like, if you back at this tire, we will open new community copies. That's what most people so what, are doing with that. What does community copy mean? I think what they're asking is, what is a community copy? Oh, <laughs> so community copy is a concept that has been done recently in, especially for RPGs. The idea is that if you have some more money, you can actually pay to get other people to get the to get the game yeah it's kind of a discounted copy only that it's already paid by backers so for example many of these kickstarters have like the standard tire is i don't know 40 dollars and if you pay 50 dollars you are opening one community copy for anyone to grab the main idea of the community copies is that they are for people with unadvantaged economic backgrounds or that want the game but don't have the money to do it and you, as a creator, you kind of absorb the cost by having these people pay a little more to open the community copies. It's more like that copy that the that backers like pay apart for other backers. Okay, 
I think that clarified the question that they had. Um, is UPS, FedEx, or DHL typically better for shipping to Latin America? Uh, more like, it's not like better, it's safer. Uh, there, One. Uh, and I think there are two from which of the three of them. Ah, I think okay. it's either FedEx or DHL. Like UPS sometimes has these hidden fees, and you only find them when you are like signing your package off. I have had that happened to me twice. So I normally go with FedEx or with DHL. Those um, I know yeah, FedEx is, is easier. Yeah, FedEx is easier. That takes a little with some of the more recent questions. Yeah, uh, uh, so, oh, go ahead. So Awaken Realms use FedEx for the shipping. I know because I just got my Etherfields pledge from FedEx uh, update. So I know that Awaken Realms use FedEx and Cthulhu Wars use a premium USPS option. And if it's not available, they use DHL. If a campaign offered different opportunities, different ways to ship, to you, would that be something that would be useful to you? And is there, like, would you pay a premium for one carrier over another for ease of use? Is that something for people to consider? Yes, yes, actually that's the system that Magpie Games uses. You can actually upgrade your shipping in the pledge manager. So yes, that's a very good option because there are some people that, they're like, yeah, I can wait for six more months. I don't care if it gets lost. I don't know, I want my game now. So like offering, like upgrading shipping options in your Kickstarter also is very, very helpful. So I'm now from Bertrand Games. So my game weight less than two pounds using my Stubbs.com account. It show a cost of 25 to ship to my friends in Costa Rica. When it goes to four pounds, it goes to 60. I don't know what is the question there, but I'm assuming why the reason for the increase of costs Honestly, I think it was I, an observation. It was like uh, it was cross chatter. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Um, so there, there's still some confusion and some interest in this concept of a community copy. So, uh, and I happen to know that the person that's asking is a board game person, and I also know that the RPG side has been doing the community copy for PDFs for a long time. Um, so I'm going to just chime in and say that community copies on the RPG side of things is basically where people have the opportunity to sponsor somebody that wouldn't be able to afford a copy of the game otherwise. And I think on the board game side, it would be very similar where uh, you could pay extra and that would go towards a copy for school or for a marginalized person who uh, reached out to the campaign and said, I can't afford a copy. Is that pretty accurate? Uh, yes, that's pretty much yes. the idea. Yes. Like another backer sponsors the new, the, the discounted copy for a, a less advantaged backer. Yeah, that's pretty much the same concept. I don't know how would it apply to board games, if I'm 100% honest, mainly because like the cost involved in board games are very different from the cost involved in an RPG product. I do think it can work with cheaper games, like probably games that where your production costs are around two to five dollars, something like that. So essentially, they, you are offering them at a retail cost. 
that's one option I can think for board games. But if I'm being completely honest, I don't, I'm not entirely sure how it would work for board games. Well, maybe it could work in the pledge manager. Sometimes in the pledge manager, there's like this graveyard. You could open like a, a like a special add-on to the campaign that it's uh, uh, sponsoring another sponsoring sponsoring another packer, uh, another chicken. Okay, th thank you. I, I think that clarifies. Um, you had mentioned Magpie Games as having um, the shipping options where you can choose how it ships to you. Are there other companies that are doing this very well that you think people could go and look at how it's being done if they are looking to be inspired by it or like look at the interface to see what it looks like? Uh, one of them that does is, is, I know you can do it in, in GameFound because Awakened Realms use a similar system for their single or split shipping uh, partners. So basically, Awakened Realms can also work because they offer in, you can have this shipping bulk in two different times or you can have it just as a single shipment. It will take longer because we do not have all the content. And I think that those two, yeah, Magpie and Awakened are the ones that I can think that offer the option to upgrade your your shipping in the pledge manager. Awesome. So I have a question. You mentioned that you are having wildlife uh, shipped from the U.S. This is this is specifically in case there is a Latin American creator that is looking to fulfill and wants to piggyback on your brilliance. How like how does that work? How is that cheaper for you? Uh, basically, if we had sent the game from China to Mexico, and then we had to reship it to any of the fulfillment partners in Europe, America, etc., it would have been extremely expensive for us. Uh, instead, we just ship it like if it were a US-based company, we ship it to the United States, it gets to the fulfillment company there. And the main change that we made, and this was actually more direct communication, we talked to the person in Gamerati in this case, like they were saying, oh, no, these are the cost for the rest of the world. The cost for shipping to Mexico is, according to our tables, is this. I was like, can you please check how much will it be if you try to ship it from the United States? And when they checked that, they noticed that it was actually cheaper to offer it directly from the United States. So I think this can work with, with other uh, fulfillment companies. It's mainly like directly ask, ask them to do the fulfillment to Latin America from the United States. Yeah, yeah it's something that it can be easily done over a, a, a single mail. It takes like five minutes and it can help you with your campaign. Yeah, it was more like, uh, say, as a general schedule, they just have like the table, is everything that is not US and Canada, it's rest of the world, or here, it's rest of the world, so they just ship it from the rest of the world fulfillment centers. So it was more like a direct, like a direct mail, please consider this option because we have a lot of backers from here. That is so smart. Um, thank you for sharing that so that if somebody else can learn from it, it's helpful. Um, are there other little tips and tricks like that that you've discovered that you might want to share with people? Mm, all right, yeah, speaking to fulfilling companies is one. Other option that can work, especially to other, to to normally rest of the world non-ship regions is the idea of group pledges oh yeah like i've seen like a lot of people 
like there's actually Facebook groups and for uh, I, I know the Argentinian one, I know the Mexican one, I know there's one in South Africa, I know there was one in Israel. Like people just like, you know what, we are going to order like 10 copies and we are going to split them amongst themselves. And we're only, and we're going to split the shipping. So yeah. offering the option like of having group pledges can also help. Not only group pledges, for example, uh, here in Mexico, it has happens with, uh, with stores. Uh, stores in Mexico often buy like the store pledges, but they, uh, they, in their Facebook pages, they offer something like, if you want to, if you want a copy, then people does, and we offer you a human copy and your own base. So maybe the group pages for store copies can also help. So that is something that, um, is it that it's set up so that one person uh, buys in and is responsible for like coordinating that on the other end? Yes. Or is the, yes. Okay. yes, like, yes, yes, for example, they said Sergio and some of my friends want to order one game. So I get into a pledge file or in the Kickstarter, I up my pledge up to that number of extra copies. And then I we just split the money to him. Um, cool. So it's kind of like a retailer level, and the retailers can buy a big chunk of them and then, you know, distribute them to their people. This is a thing where you just you can buy a big chunk and distribute it. Is that something that you recommend people include on their pledge page as a hey, by the way, you can do this thing, or is that like a thing? Yeah, that I, I think that's the easiest option. Just like to remember, hey, people, do you want to do a group pledge? You, you just need to add this amount of money for each extra pledge. Uh, normally, with that, is more than enough. Yeah, and if the money for the extra pledge is the same as the base pledge. Uh, yeah, it's even better. <laughs> that makes so much sense. All right, is there anything else that people should know? Uh, as far as for this part of it, I don't think that I can think of anything else. I don't know if there's any more questions. Ah, well, more about the, the more about uh, something is happening right now with shippings, um, and it's probably going to go for the next year. Uh, shipping right now because of the uh, global situation with the pandemic. Um, uh, shipping to Mexico, for example, are being delayed even more, and they have they, they stay in a warehouse somewhere and they stay there, and for the they come up on the and it appears that it's lost, and they arrive like three or four months later. So. It's more about being patient on that point and communication with your back. Do you th so what I'm hearing there is that uh, you might have to budget in some extra customer service energy to just be like, no, really, like it's it's here's your tracking. Be patient. Yes. It'll show yes. up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I have some extra customer patience energy. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, we are yeah. going to well mexicans and latin americans are going to be a little freaked out with cause of their of their of their property to miss or lose their package so have patience with us <laughs> yeah and answering the recent questions yes group pledges will be full, full pledges it's not like a retail discount like the savings is more on us on the shipping side 
because for a lot of games it's like, yeah, I want this game, but I am not going to pay 60 bucks for shipping of a $30 game. Or if I can get up with my friends and in the final shipping like I don't know, around 100, but we're ordering five copies, it's just like $20 for the shipping. So yes, the, the, the savings for us is on the shipping part, it's not for the game. Uh, we're not asking for a discount of the game, it's a discount of the shipping. Yep, I muddied that water. Sorry about that, folks. I brought up the retailer tier because it, it sounded similar but different. Okay, um, so when people uh, are planning their their campaign and including Latin America, um, are there any regions, any locations that they should expect to have to handle differently? Most of um, I think most of Central America can be an issue, with the exception of Costa Rica because of the yeah, Costa Rica and Puerto Rico because of the relationship with the USA. I think most of Central America can be an issue that should probably be checked with the yeah. I will not recommend like doing like a I don't know how to say it, like a shipping tire for that region because it can be very hard. And apart from that, I know that Brazil something has some issues with taxes, but similar to the VAT for the Europeans, uh, but it's mostly focused on board games, not so much on RPGs. Like fortunately, like books are considered a non-taxable product. So books don't have that issue. But yeah, Bra Brazil, I think it should be like also checked like on a specific basis, because I know it, it there are many campaigns that try to include uh, Brazil, and then just desist because of uh, all the different issues. Okay, mm. so I'm going to, it said with all the love in my heart, you know I adore my attendees and I, I love everybody in many, many people in game publishing. Do me a favor and back up and just itemize exactly what you mean by Latin America so that um, people who are maybe lump everything south of our borders in the same bucket uh, don't make that mistake and end up hopelessly confused. Okay, yes. Latin America is considered like the full region outside, uh, south of the border of the United States, and it also includes the Caribbean islands. Internally, there's a small distinction with Central America because of all the political issues that they have. And the second biggest distinction is with Brazil. Internally, because of a language barrier, they speak Portuguese and the rest of us speak Spanish. And on a commercial side, uh, Brazil has some different laws regarding importation and tax that do not apply to the rest of the Mercosur, which is how it's called like the full South American continent. Gotcha, thank you. I just wanted to be very clear uh, for people listening so that they don't get themselves really confused. Yeah. All right, it, go ahead. No, 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 no it's, it's okay, yeah. Okay, it looks like maybe our questions have dried up in the chat room. Um, do you want to maybe wrap it here and then pop over to the Discord and hang out in the panel chat, uh, panel, the panel watch party chat for a little yeah. bit? Yeah, yeah that, that, that could work, yes. Okay, cool. Um, Chris, on the back end, you can uh, roll us out when you get a chance. And anyone that's watching on uh, live, you can come and join us over on the Discord. Alistair and Sergio will come and join us in the panel watch party text channel. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was a pleasure talking. See you later. Uh, it was fun to talk to you. Bye. Yeah, bye.
I'll meet you guys over there. Yep. Yep.